everyone, and thank you for joining another episode of Sugar Coated with Carla, the podcast that's bringing you our guest perspectives on many different interesting topics. And today's topic happens to be another topic on sports. And I'm very excited to do this podcast. And we ha- I have a special guest today that knows somewhat um, things about boxing. And his name is Ed. And I'm going to let him introduce himself. So, Ed, if you will, please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hey, good morning, Ed. Hey, Carl, how you doing? And to how all you doing? Your, all your followers and fans out there to your podcast, thank you for the invite. Okay, no problem. And thank you for accepting the invite. I truly appreciate it. And I'm really looking forward to this episode. And I think it's going to be very fun. And just a reminder to the listeners that any of our guest perspectives is in no way a reflection or um, the opinion of Sugar Coated with Carla. So with that being said, let's jump right into this segment. Okay, now when Ed, speaking of boxing, the sport of boxing, I find it to be very interesting because boxing is one of those sports where, you know, some people may follow it, then they, you know, they may go and get hyped up for a main event fight and then they'll watch it. But I think me as well as some of the other listeners, we don't know the actual aspect of the sport of boxing. We just get geared up when we hear it's going to be a big fight with two well-known boxers. And I'm glad I have you as a guest because I wanted to ask a few questions when it comes to the concepts of the boxing. And I wanted to ask you, why when it comes to boxing is it so hard to get two well-known fighters in the same weight class or you might have a whole bunch of fighters in the same weight class why does a fight take so long between two individuals that may be at the top in that weight class why everything has to be stretched out like sometimes we might not get that fight of the century or we might have to wait a year two years three years why can't we just get these fights like in quicker times for people like myself who have a short attention span and may turn away from the sport. Well, you, I mean, there's so many, so many things that take place with that. I mean, it's a little easier if every, excuse me, if everyone's under the same promotional company. But if you're talking about two different, two big time fighters from two different promotional companies and two different networks, so you, I mean, everybody's got to iron out the kinks. Everybody wants to lion share what they think is, feels what they entitled to. So it's a lot. It's not just okay. Let's make the fight. It's not like not like the Knicks and, and Nets playing basketball. You got the season lined up and everything. That it's like you know that's a that's a league. This is uh boxing is a little different. It's not set up like a league. You know what okay. I mean? So it's a little little different. Uh, some guys um for whatever reason, some guys may not want to fight the person. There. Some I mean everything even when it comes to the fighter, some things called uh what's this uh high risk low reward. Like you might get a guy that can fight that can scrap, but he's not a uh, uh, you know. He's, you know, he's taking a big, big risk because he's a big, he's a good fighter. And if you lose to this guy, if you're the popular guy, you lose this guy. People outside of boxing don't really know who he is, and they think they think that you lost to a nobody. But the boxing okay. eyes, boxing IQs, knowing like this kid, this guy is the real deal. So it, you know, it, so many things can be, you know, looked at, and there's a lot of reasons why it, 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 a lot of good fights don't happen in a timely fashion. You know, I mean, you can kind of be a little more critical if they're under the same promotional company. Then you can be a little more uh, critical about that. But if you got like somebody from top rank, 
you have somebody from like PVC or the zone or something like that, then it's a little harder. Everybody, I mean, everybody's gonna want on their network. You wouldn't gonna want to promote a guy to fight on somebody else's network. Oh, you know, so okay. it's a, a lot of things are taken taken into consideration when it comes to stuff like that. You know, don't get me wrong. I, sometimes I feel as though it's dragged out too, but then you can only be, be a little upset if they're on the same banner. Oh, right. Know. So if they're old, so if you take like Mayweather promotion mm-hmm. and and they're both under Mayweather or they're both under top rank. Then it's almost like a, I guess a record label. No different when people make music. It's easier to do a collaboration with the right. person that you on the same record label with, rather than even though somebody else on the outside may have better skills or you may have better chemistry. If they're on a different record label, that can kind of make things a little bit more harder to bring those two artists together. That, that's a fair analysis because everybody's gonna want most of the money, <laughs> and, I, and I understand, you know. So being under the same, that same umbrella. So I'm glad you mentioned that because there are fighters. Um, now, if, if you take, bring in um, top rank, and I believe it was, um, is it Crawford? Yeah, I believe Terrence it was Crawford. Crawford, Terrence Crawford, because he, he became independent from top rank, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right, right. Okay, so was, now when you take a top rank and you have, now that um, Crawford is independent, and then you have Errol Spence, who this fight they believe for 2022 would make sense. These two coming together to hash it out. Why wouldn't this fight happen if everyone's saying it makes sense? It needs to happen now, like this year when it matters. Don't wait until like we got the Pacquiao and the Floyd Mayweather fight. This fight should happen this year. Do you agree with that? Because I heard some of the commentators saying it makes sense. It should happen in 2022. It should have happened a few years ago. But, I mean, like I said, uh, different uh, promotional companies, top ranking PVC. Now, Terrence Crawford did fight Sean Porter. Right. So it's not. Okay, we got a little bit of a technical difficulty. I think you went out. If you can hear me. Okay. Um, we have a little bit technical difficulty. We'll be right back with you. Um, remember, this is Sugar Coated with Carla, and we're going to get this thing right back going so that y'all can finish hearing this good segment on boxing. Okay. And thanks again, everybody. Um, sorry for that little bit of a technical difficulty. And we're right back with you. And we were on the topic about um, Errol Spence and Porter. I mean, not Porter. Errol Spence and Crawford. Terrence Crawford fighting. And Ed, I believe you were touching on, on that topic of when I was saying why didn't it happen. And like a lot of the commentators feel that that's something that should happen now in 2022 before it doesn't matter anymore and i believe you were saying something about it should have happened a few years ago and explain to the listeners why oh in, in my personal opinion yeah they were the best two fighters at the time and they probably still are but earl's had two huge setbacks physical setbacks you know the, the car accident after right. uh, you know good win off the sean porter and then the detached retina and right once, and once he came back when he fought uh no, well, this before I think he had two fights since then. No, right? yeah, he, he fought Danny Garcia. 
Okay. And, he, and after the car accident, he said he felt like he was only I think he said about seventy percent. So right. I mean, but um, I mean, like I said, fights are they're they're doable, but it should have happened. I mean, at the time, I believe that Earl Spence was one of those fighters, a uh, high risk, low reward. You know, because he was working his way up in the ranks and you know undefeated, and he was you know beating these guys and um, right, you know, and, and you know just you know victory after victory, and he's still undefeated. But now, like I said, we'll we'll see. I mean, age and two major setbacks. Right. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if he's able to, you know, recapture, look at that lightning in the bottle that he had before, you know. Yeah, and that's what I was wondering about him, too, when I learned about the car accident he was in. Um, do you think that makes it a, a little bit different now, fighting Terrence Crawford? Does that give Crawford a little bit of the edge now, or do you think it's still on the same even platform if they were to fight each other? Who do you see as more of the underdog? Going into a fight now with the setbacks for um for Errol Spence. Well, that's the thing. Crawford said he didn't want everything. Well, either one of them said they didn't want anything to be blamed on the accident. Earl's professed to be fine after that. Okay. So I mean, you got to take a man at his word. So that's what he said. He said he's fine. But I mean, anybody knows, like even any impact sporting something like that, it's gonna take. I mean, plus age. Okay. I feel though it's gonna take away from you, regardless of what he says. I mean, he might feel that way, but yeah, I mean, you know. And I, he felt that he's bigger. He, you know, he said that then if he beats, um, if he beats Crawford, they're gonna say, oh, he was uh, bigger than he was. But well, when you look at the also, I believe wasn't there something about um, Errol Spence feeling that it should be sixty forty, and um, I yeah, believe yeah. Crawford feels like no, it's split down the middle so do you think that's Errol Spence way of kind of like dragging this thing out because he might have a little bit of fear with the setbacks or do you think he really feel he's entitled to 60% since well, he's the one who bring the ticket holders and he fills the seats well that's what he I guess that's what he's basing on 60 40 you know what I mean you know because because he's saying that with the numbers or whatever the case may be and you know of course if he fights in Dallas you know mm -hmm. I mean it's you know it's a big fight base and he's from texas um but the same thing of crawford if crawford fought in omaha maybe not outside maybe not pay-per-views but i mean i'm sure he'll sell out the arena in omaha so it's like um you know just you know just a really you know i don't know like a funny funny type of situation but 60 40 my thing i i look at it like this this is my take on it i mean everybody should get a 50 50 50 split but to me, the winner gets 60, loser gets 40. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. I, do, I mean, it makes sense to me, but you know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. not them cats, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'd love to see, all right, everybody's got a 50-50 split. Well, not everybody. The upper echelon. Some guys, like, you know, you're just trying to make a name for yourself now, nah, but the upper echelons, two undefeated fighters, right. probably two of the last, other than uh, my man from Philly, Jerron Boots Ennis, but he doesn't have a title yet, but he will. I'm sure, I'm quite sure that guy willing. But um, uh, those two are the only, you know, last of the, the vanguard from like good 10, 12 years of being on top. Right. Um, you know, you know, and those are probably the only two fights that didn't happen. Earl was, Earl's were top ranked, so he couldn't fight the, the uh, Danny Garcia's, the Keith Thurman's, the Earl Spencer's, the Sean Porter's, the, the Ugas, and these cats. So, you know what I mean? But he did fight, uh, what's them dudes, Amir uh, Khan. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? Um, Kel Brook, 
you know what I mean, a few other guys from not necessarily, well, not the top-ranked guys from PBC, but other guys that okay. are from PBC, but not the upper echelons when he's got champions and things of that nature. Yeah. Okay, so now let's take it a step further. Now, moving away from um, Earl Spence and the you know Crawford situation, there's somebody that I find to be inter- interesting, and maybe you can tell me um, his name is um, Shakur, I believe Shakur Stevenson. Uh, yeah, Shakur. And because he's a Newark native, and um, I watch him, you know, with the Olympic, I saw some of the, you know, the things on YouTube where he cried because he felt, you know, he got the silver medal. And then he was much younger then. But now when I watch him for my first time being honest, actually seeing him fight, fight mm-hmm. was when he fought Jamel Heron. Oh, that was the first time? Okay. That was my first time seeing him actually fight. And then I just said, wow. It made me wonder, was Jamel Heron just that bad? Or was Shakur Stevenson just that good? Was one overrated or was one? Because then when I hear about Shakur Stevenson, they say they don't like the way he fights. They don't like his style. He's not exciting. Jab, move, you know. They said that that type of fighting doesn't fill seats. And he just inked the deal, I believe, for a fight for April. That's supposed to happen in April. So when you think of Shakur Stevenson, do you think that he needs to make it happen now? Because when you're dealing with the, I don't know, is it the featherweight or the light featherweights and all of that? Do you think that he needs to start moving up in rank to make his fights more to get that money back like everybody else? Or do he need to switch promotion companies and up go in, with... You, you mean move up in rank or move up in weight? Move up in weight, like class. That's what oh, I mean. Okay. Move up in class. I think he, I believe think, he just did. I think he just moved up again. So, you know. Or do you think that... Um, because um, when I look at like Tank Davis, okay, he's with Mayweather Promotions. And PBC. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it looks like... He's moving up in, you know, well, his class. And it looks like he's filling seats. And it looks like he's remaining relevant. But then the, then you got everybody. It just seems like sooner or later, they're all going to be in the same class. Uh, not really. <laughs> hope not. Because then you got the Charlo twins. They're in different classes. And they're interesting, too. So then it's starting to make me wonder, like, Dag, with all of this talent, all of these fighters, and the 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 weight can be like a difference of four pounds, five pounds. Seven. To me, it's or seven. seven. Yeah. And to me, it's like, just make this stuff happen. That's how I feel looking on the outside of it, because that's not a lot of weight. And it feels to me like sometimes with boxing, they can make a lot of things less complicated. And dragging it out, dragging it out, just... It's not happening like well, it should. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's seven pounds when you when you when you're smaller guys, ten pounds, twelve pounds make a difference. Heavyweights and them guys like that that um that really doesn't make a difference. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what my coaches used to tell me. The little guys, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten pounds that makes a difference because you'll feel that you'll feel the difference of ten pounds. The heavier right. you, the heavier you get, you know, five, six, seven pounds. 10 pounds that really doesn't make too much of a difference I mean, not unless you got somebody 220 you got somebody 260 then he's, uh-huh. gonna, you know, and then he's gonna feel that but um you know it's just um but those weight bands it used to be just a whole weight like i think it was uh I believe it was about 14 pounds 
And right. sometimes, you know, that was like a bit too much. But I, I don't have a problem with the junior weights in between that. As long as, okay. they, make the, long as they make the fights, I, I, I really don't care if some guy's seven pounds up and he okay. got to move down. I, I, I personally don't care. It's for the safety of the fighter. You know, you might So do wait. you believe uh, that, Um, you know, do you believe that Shakur Stevenson, is he considered like with the risk factor you were stating if he loses this fight? Yes, if he loses this fight, is is he in a situation where that's bad for his career? Well, you know what? Funny to say this, um, and it shouldn't have any place in boxing, but it seems like that only stigma only pertains to African American fighters. You right. lose one, you one and done. You lose one, like you know. I get, I don't know if everybody's there. You know, uh, based off the uh, the Mayweather blueprint or whatever his or his goal road to success was, but you also had Andre Ward. Who also retired under something to know. Um, you had Kalzaki, he's not African American, but he retired undefeated. But whatever mm-hmm. reason now, like everyone, you know, that followed on after Floyd, uh, it's pretty much held to those standards. You know, you go on, can you make it a fifty and you know, all it's like, you know, if that's your only catchphrase, then like, you know what I mean? Like uh, to me, one loss, like that shouldn't be the end of the world. Right. <laughs> you know and mean? like you said, they they're trying to use the Floyd Mayweather, like he set the bar. But like mm-hmm. you said, and Floyd Mayweather even states that sometimes that he feel that there's racism that happens in boxing, you know, because yeah, yeah, he'll sure. say mm-hmm. you only mention the Mexican fighters that I've had close bouts with. And he'll say there's many fighters that I had, you know, situations with. And he said, y'all just want to keep bringing up certain fighters. Right. So but I, it just Shakur Stevenson was just one that came to mind that I just was wondering if he loses this fight. Is he kind of like one and done well, because well, he talks so much, you know, trash and stuff? Or should that not make a difference? Well, it, it should make a difference. And if somebody does be the first, well, you got to be, you got to be a good fighter to beat him because he's he's a, a a good fighter, um, real good fighter, um, right? You know, um, Chris stylistically. Hey, listen, it it takes two to tangle. You right. know what I mean? Regardless if he's born, listen, I mean, I mean, some people might say that of what you said, people said that he was, but my thing like, listen, what the other cat's doing? I you know, right. you know right. what I mean? So, you know, I mean, listen, you know, some people, oh, he's running, listen. If he if you claim he's running, catch him. Shoot, it ain't that hard. You know what exactly. You know, obviously he's doing more than just he's doing more than just running. So I mean, you know. You know, but um, well, he is very vocal. He's very vocal well, at times. I don't know him, know him, but right. I do know he he happened to take to social media and he says a lot of things about you know. I just remember he was saying Tank Davis was fat and that's why you this and you got beat up. And I'm like, is that just a sell a tactic to try to make sure he gets his fights? Well, pro- well, it, it could promotion. be. I mean, fighters fighters don't really have a platform that's like, no, you got to do almost do a lot of self-promotion. Right. Know? And then now the younger guys have it where they can uh, go to social media, whether it is the most politically correct thing or the most professional thing, maybe not. But, you know, that that's their platform now. And that's how the younger generation is doing it. Um, I don't really think that they have true fight fans the way they do, but they have more followers. I'm not saying anybody like nothing personal. But I just think that's how entertainment is now. Like you have more people following for the storyline and the backline as opposed to the action in the ring, right? Or lack, there, or lack thereof. They, All that hype, right? If it's a storyline, the they're, they're more like the newer ones. I can't say everybody, but it seems seems like. 
the majority is more or less like behind the storyline, like what's going to happen after this. And he said this and he said that. I mean, right. Yeah, I, I could care less about it. I just want to see all that talking being manifested in the ring. You know, right. that's all that's all I really And care I myself about. am guilty because when mm-hmm. I see the the little tags and I see the little things out there and they'll say, catch this out. They saw each other at the airport and they right. exploded at each other. Yeah, then the first thing you that. think is I'm like, oh, let me see what happened. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of takes you away from the bigger picture. Like, let's just get in a ring. And I noticed that um speaking about that self-promotion, I noticed that with the Charlo twins that it seems like they too have that kind of social media thing where they, you know, they, they, they say things and they, you know, they put on this, you know, maybe they really are about that life. Maybe that's how they really feel about the sport. Like I can beat you. I can beat this person. And they, you know, it just made me think like, it makes me feel a little bad that they have to kind of almost promote themselves to be, out there and live up to the hype. And even when you look at Roley, Roley seemed like during a con- press conference, even though that fight never happened with him and Tank Davis, right? he was doing a lot of it talking. And it made the press conference more interesting when Roley started running off at the mouth, saying all of this, and Tank Davis was more like you. You know, that same mindset, like you could say what you want, but what's going to matter is when you are directly across from me and we fight and we fight in the ring. Everything else, let's leave this for them. I'll see you when we get in that ring. But Roley is more of like, oh, he's talking for the people that's going to listen and and find it to be very entertaining. Oh, man, you know, you got to... You, you got to draw people to the fight. I mean, because majority of people know who Tank Davis is, but everybody's kind of fear, trying to figure out who Roley is. Right. You know, so, I mean, I guess he's got to do the vote to get people why they want to see Tank. Not necessarily just see Tank, but some, right. people, say, some people say, like, why well, I want to see Tank fight this cat. You right. Know, like, who was like, this guy? Not necessarily they don't want to see Tank. Like, some people want to see, see – it's just like you watching the basketball game. You might want to see him play, but you – like, what do you want to see him play the, like the last team in the league for? You rather see him fight, play basketball against uh, competition. That's all that is. In some cases, okay. You know, me personally, I I want to watch them all. I mean, granted, they're not all going to be uh, uh uh top fights because, like I said, you know, my my old, old coach Albert Steel Mills told me he said, listen, he said the little guys, he said they can't keep having. Tough fight after tough fight after tough fight. The bigger guys can because physically the little guys can't, you know, can't can't do it. But you know, they they, they need a break too. So when he so he fight fought Roley, we're gonna fight Roley. I said, well, you know what? He already had Tank already had two tough fights. Yes, he's got a well on paper anyway. We don't know what happens until they get in the ring. It may seem a little easier. Right. But we we don't know until because <laughs> on paper it looks up. one way, mm-hmm. but then it can happen totally different. You got one they're saying is a hard hitter. The other one hits hard too, but right. then they're saying that the other one hits very, very hard. I believe they're saying Roley hits very hard, right. but then Tank Davis has a more of a style and a format to his fighting and more experience. This cat only had right. about maybe fifteen fights, something right. like that. There, so um. Oh, and so. I didn't know Albert Still Mills was one of your coaches, yep. boxing coaches. I know mm-hmm. Albert Still Mills. I grew up in the neighborhood with him. Oh, okay, a very okay. small world. Yep, sure is. So you always, um, so you were into boxing, which makes sense that you you really like the sport, 
And um, wow. And I wish some people like I used to kind of watch boxing and then I will go get away from it. But then I find that once I start to get back into it and like, you know, even talking with you, it makes more sense to me. And then when you start to follow and you're like, wow, all this talent. And then right. when you start to see all the boxers out there that you haven't even heard about mm-hmm. or, you know, like when I start to learn about Porter and the dynamics of his situation, right. um, how he's fight. He seemed like he fights everyone like he's a you gatekeeper. Got that, you got that you know? right. Like, mm-hmm. is he the gatekeeper? Because he, he seemed like he fights well, everyone. He just, well, he just retired. He's probably the only one that did fight everybody just about. You know, um, right? You know, he yeah, he fought a lot of he fought a lot of people. I mean, and he has was... a lot of heart too. I like him. It, it just seems like maybe he needs different people around him, and I know that would be a hard decision because his dad, being, you know, his boxing, you know, coach or boxing promoter, whoever, whatever he does, right, his, his trainer. trainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his father being his trainer, that would be a difficult decision for him to make. Because it just seemed like he always falls a little short of that win, and it's against like the upper, against the upper echelons. Yeah, yeah, something mm-hmm. is wrong when this is no different than an NBA team or a, a college team. Anytime you lose by one point or you keep losing mm-hmm. by two points in football, anything is what? Who they gonna look at? The coach, right? Like like Buffalo made it to the Super Bowl four times but never won it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, something right. like that. But, I mean, Sean, he's, he's won some big fights, though. I mean, he beat Adrian Broner. Uh, yeah, he but beat, it's he beat these Danny other Garcia. ones that bothered me when but, I saw him. He's got, he and... got four losses. But, I mean, these guys he lost to, they wasn't like, no, they was no, they were other proven champions. He lost to Crawford. He well, he gained to, uh, respect, though. I tell you that. They got respect for him. Because that they, wasn't they no walk before, in the park they, they had it before that, though. Everybody knows if you fight Sean Porter, you Bring up, bring your lunch with you, cause yeah. you're gonna be there for a while. It's not gonna be easy. He puts a lot of pressure on you. I mean, in my opinion, he's not the most accurate puncher, but he's a real high volume puncher. Right. Um, and, he, and he's busy, so you're not used to fighting for you know the whole. F- yeah. And it's like you almost you root for him. You're yeah, gonna be you, in trouble, you know. And it's almost like you root for him because he's such. He's just that he got so much heart. And right, right. And he lets it all hang out. He doesn't yeah. coast and, you know, he's not, you know, you know. He he's doesn't gonna, disappoint you either. Right, right, right. Absolutely. I agree you with can't you. can't help but to like him. Yep. Every fight is he's entertaining and competitive, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you know? can't say he didn't give it his all. No, no. And he, that's he what left I it all in the ring. So, yeah, so. But he's he's retired now, so. I mean that that part of boxing, you know, he's he's done with that. But he he fought just about everything from Crawford to Spence to Danny Garcia to Keith Thurman, and he fought yeah. all these guys in their prime. Right. You know, you know, the only person he didn't fight, I'm trying to figure out who's 147 that he didn't fight was, uh, and he fought Ugas too, a champion now, was uh, Manny Pacquiao, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he's so he's one of the few guys that fought just about like ninety percent of the top guys when mm-hmm. everybody was in their prime. So you know, big Sean Porter fan, wishing nothing but the best, you know, in his career in broadcasting and things of that nature. So hey, and then you have Canelo. Doesn't he go up and down like in? The, well, like he's a, he's at Floyd. he's at the point in his career that he can um that he can do whatever he wants to do. He's generating the numbers. He's winning. Right. Um, 
you know, I, I would more or less give it more or less not Floyd. I would say more or less like Sugar Ray Leonard. Okay. And, and I, not, not, not I mean, well, Floyd moved up like one or two weight divisions, but this guy, like Ray Leonard, went 47, uh, I believe it was 54, 60, super middleweight. One time he fought, fought a light heavyweight guy, Donald Lalonde. So, you know, right. I, I say more or less like that. But, you know, hey, Canelo's good for the sport. He, I mean, like everybody's in boxing, being strategic about the moves they make. And um, but he's but he's getting in the ring. He's not letting you down with performance either. So I right. don't, I don't have an issue with how Canelo's getting down and how he's moving. You know he's winning, beating champions. Maybe maybe a few stipulations in the contract. Weight right. wise, you can't put on but so much weight and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm sure he's not the only one. So you know. And when you take the sport, I mean, talking with you made it more interesting because I think sometimes people just look at boxing as, you know, like from my generation and, mm-hmm. you know, from the generation like closest to us, we just look at it as just set the fight up and we were more like, okay, the fight happens. We're going to watch that big pay-per-view fight, but we don't look into it as, you know, if you, if I think boxing is one of them sports, if you gave it a chance and you actually followed it, you would like it. Uh, in my oh, absolutely, opinion. Absolutely. In my opinion. I believe people don't take the time out to understand it and to just see all the talent that's out there and what it all, you know, what all this stuff is in there. Because once I started getting into it and following it, and I was like, wow, this is very interesting. Right. And I like this the talent that's out there and all the you know, when you start getting to know the boxers and things like that, and it just really becomes an interesting sport. Oh, well, it is, but I, I just think that the younger younger generation, if they really didn't come up with it in the house or nothing like that, there's like so many other different things to get into. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, you know, we were coming up, you know, you just had, you know, a few channels and Muhammad Ali was the main guy in boxing, but the whole right. world knew who he was. So then from the Ali, you went to the Larry Holmes and Sugar Ray Leonard's and the Roberto Durant's these cats. And you just right. was kind of followed that. That was, you know, culture for us. But now, you know, these younger, younger people, that's these 20 years, 25 years on under us. Right, I mean, it's all entertainment now. It's the, you know, it's the rappers. It's the, I'm not saying nothing bad. It's the rappers. It's the internet. It's the it's the video right. games, and so it's a lot more things that they can, you know, focus in on. And boxing, or M- then you got MMA. So right, it's, um, it's a little. But it seemed now. like some from our generation kind of walked away from it, and they just don't really. It's almost like some of them might feel like, oh, now that you know. Mike Tyson is not doing it, or Lennox, um, Lewis, Lennox Lewis, mm-hmm. Lennox Lewis is right. commentating, and Bo and um, yeah, good era, yeah, <laughs> and Holyfield. Mm-hmm. But this era to me seems just as exciting and just as good. This one seemed like it has even more talent at the same time. I'm you seeing so? a whole lot of talent. Yeah, no, I find know. it very interesting and intriguing. About the same, but I just find it very interesting to see so much talent that we don't hear about as much unless we go through social media or boxing, I think is just one of them sports that they're not getting the, the, the coverage and things like that, that it should. Right. That's what I feel. That's why I wanted to do the podcast with you because I think that boxing is very exciting and since Floyd left, it's still, there are a lot of talented people out there 
I was talented people when he was there before he left. It was talented. I've always been talented people, but some people yeah. have, to, have to, you know, uh, you know, the eye, you know, the eye to see good talent and and good opposition makes for a great fight to me. You right. I mean? What made what made Muhammad Ali so great is he had great opposition. You know the you know the, the you know the Joe Frazier's he fought him right. three times. Uh, George Foreman undefeated, knocking everybody out. Let's say nobody thought was going to beat this man for the next whatever until he retired. Sonny Liston, you know, pulling things off and uh, you know, being the underdog and beating these guys. Well, he didn't beat Frazier the first time, but he had a three year hiatus. You mean uh, on the public scrutiny? Well, not public scrutiny, but the government, uh, right? You know, with the draft, with and all the draft, that, and him. you know, him refusing just to uh, just to go into into the draft and things of that nature. Um, so he had a lot on his plate. Uh, became a public figure, became a great humanitarian, and all things of that nature. So, right. You know. Yeah. So. Well, um, before we wrap up this segment, I just wanted to touch in on one of my boxers that to me one of my favorites that a lot of people don't seem to like but I actually really like him he but outside of his arrogance and that would be Floyd May okay okay something about Floyd I always felt that on the boxing side and the business side of it he was always had a high IQ when it comes to things and when I look at his legacy when I look at his boxing why do you think do you think that it had a lot to do with the fact that Floyd kind of had a lot of run-ins with the media on how he didn't, like, bow down to them, and he always said was on his mind. Why do you think that no matter – every time he fought, everybody that was put in front of him, there was always, like, people would say, oh, but he ran, or, oh, he he's not even hidden. Well, but he would actually win the fight, and then when you listen to some of the boxers who fought him, who who – who pretty much co-signed what Floyd said. They said, no, when you get in the ring and you before this guy, his hits hurt. But why do yeah, you think I, they I, always I, doubted him every time he won? They would say, oh, well, you didn't beat Shane Mosley. Then when he fight Shane Mosley, they say, oh, well, Shane Mosley is old. Then he fight Pacquiao. Oh, well, you waited until he got old. But he always took on the challenges well, well, to, uh, to everybody. Well, the thing about that, they, they both were older. So it's not like it's not like Floyd, it's not like Shane's gonna be younger and, and Floyd's gonna be the same age if they were, no, if but they was, put that out there. No, nah, I know that's what, that's what I'm saying. But if they were if it was eight years before they fought, both of them would have been eight years younger. So yeah, you know I mean? but I mean, there's certain things some guys can see outside the ring if a person still has it or not. I remember when uh when uh Sugar Ray Leonard, no, when Marvin Hagler fought Durant mm-hmm. and Sugar Ray Leonard was there. He was like, yeah, after he seen that fight, I believe it was that fight. He said, oh, I, I can beat this guy. I mean, you know, the fine eye, the boxing eye knows, like, okay, like he looked like he lost a step. I can do this. I can get away with this. I can get away with that. But, uh, you know, even with Floyd and Shane, like, to me, the only downfall was like, okay, to that fight. And I went to that fight was the fact that, to me, it's nothing like two. Oh, you were there? Yeah, I was there. Oh, uh, wow. When it was two. Two fighters, young and in their prime, and both undefeated. I mean, physically strong at their best. Boxing IQ is up there. Uh, mm-hmm. They're both letting their hands go. Nobody is really, uh, uh, um, really defensive minded like that. I mean, the defense is there, but when you get older, you become more defensive. When you get, you know, if you have a career up into your thirties and stuff like that. So the older you get, the more defensive minded you get. 
your 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 uh your volume goes down, your punch output goes down. But I would have loved to have seen Floyd and Shane fight when they both was about 26, 27 years old. Or when okay. Floyd was twenty old, Floyd was twenty four and Shane was about twenty six, twenty seven. I would have loved to have seen them both fight about what one thirty five. One yeah, because Shane went from one thirty thirty five to forty seven. So he okay. skipped the whole weight division. He skipped one forty. So I'd love to ask them guys fight back at 140. Then. Yeah, 140, something like that. There, 135. Who you think would have won? Oh, I think it would have been a little more entertaining <laughs> because after after Shane had those few few little hits, Floyd basically just walked them down. So, so you know, but okay. Um, and and Oscar De La Hoya too. Do you think that he fought um, Floyd at a time where it really didn't matter? No, it, it mattered because that catapulted Floyd to being the quote unquote that guy. But right with the, name, with the names with the signature win on your jacket, Oscar was the draw, uh, supposed to be the draw, you know, the biggest thing in boxing at the lower weight division. Um, they fought when they both was relatively in their prime. Um, but it and, just seemed know, like when it came to Floyd, like when we said if he would have fought Shane at 140. But it just seemed like okay, 135. But it just seems like um, I don't know. It just seems like no matter what, maybe I'll just see it differently because I was and a fan of Floyd. And that's, and that's fine. It just seems like no matter what, if he, no matter who he fought, whatever challenge he took on, there was always, a, okay, you won, but, or you fought this style. The way you fight, I don't like the way you fight. You, you're not even getting into combat with people. You're running the whole time. So, uh, I mean, you fight your they, fight. They, they, I always feel like you have to fight your fight, not what, what people want to see. It's what, what your fight is, how you fight, what's mm-hmm. going to help you be undefeated. And they always um, accuse Floyd of just running or not getting hit. And I'm like, isn't that the object to not get hit? Well, I mean, I, I mean, running. I don't, I don't. You know, I wouldn't categorize it like that. I mean, some people accuse him of that, but I, mean, I didn't all, see it like that. All, well, that's fine. It all down, comes down to opinions, but yeah. um, people's perspective of it. But I mean, oh, go ahead, Ed. Yeah, it's you it. reminded me. This show is about perspective. <laughs> you know Here it is. I'm the host, and <laughs> right. you reminded me about exactly. perspective. Thank but, uh, you for putting me in my lane. Thank yeah, you. no problem. But he fought. Uh, who did he fight? He fought, he fought Canelo. I mean, mm-hmm. he was pretty much, I mean, he didn't have the legs that he used to, but he pretty much stood in the pocket and he always had the talent to do so. You know, he fought this guy, fought in spurts and fought, in, you know, and, and, and counter punched him and pop shot him. And, and then that time when he fought right. uh, Shane, when he fought Shane Mosley, like I said, he got hurt a couple of times and he, and he, he, he walked him down and, I, and to me, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I'm a Shane Mosley fan, but right. I think that Floyd, should have put his foot on the gas and should have stopped him. You know, what I mean? and and I think I think that's maybe some of the criticism that he may receive it that like, all right, you know, go ahead and you know finish this guy off, right? You know what and, I mean? and, and for him to like have he, been that close, right? To sometimes you in the situation little, he was in, guys like he, might be a little too too plain it too. Oh, okay. Well, with that being said. I can hear you. If you can hear me, there's just a little technical difficulty. Okay, we'll be right back as we wrap up the show. Sorry again about the technical difficulties, but we're back. 
And we're just about to wrap up this segment on boxing. And um, I'm going to leave the final thoughts with Ed. And I just want to um, say thanks to all the listeners. And thanks, Ed. Thank you again for sharing your, you know, even though you don't feel you're an expert, but to me, and I'm quite sure to many of the listeners who don't know about boxing, thank you for sharing your perspective on the sport. And I just want to leave you with the words and what you would like to say to the listeners when it comes to boxing or whatever your overall opinions are. Um, hey, just keep following the sport. There's a lot of great young talent out there. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of avenues to watch boxing. If you're not familiar with it, watch the old fights. Go to YouTube. You know, Google Fighters and you know the Roy Joneses and the Shane Mosleys and the Muhammad Ali's and uh. Stevie Johnston's and you know and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube. Get this guys, get yourself caught up with the upper edge, with the newer guys now and, and uh and make hey, let's make boxing great again. Yes, and I like that because boxing is something that is very interesting and I really like it. And I that's why I wanted to do a segment on it. And this is not going to be your last time, I'm hoping. And I would love to have you back. Sugar Coated with Carla would love to have you back on the show. And, you know, perhaps we'll have other, you know, people give their perspectives at the same time as you. And we can talk about many, you know, boxing is one of those sports that we can cut touch on any, many different topics. We can go into, you know, the business end of it, the promoters, the you know, all the the, like we talked about people being signed to this one and that one. So there's right. so many different things we can get into when it comes to boxing. Absolutely. And I'm glad you joined me and I'm glad you left that. Um, hopefully a listener or somebody will take you up on that and research it, look into it. And like you said, let's make boxing great again because it is a great sport. You got that right. All right. And thank you again, Ed. Thanks for joining me on Sugarcoated with Carla, and I will be looking forward to having you back as a guest. And um, who knows, maybe we'll make the sports segment a permanent thing and, you know, have, you know, do it each week and I can have someone come in with me every week and do one, you know, the podcast for the sports and then separate it from the other topics. So that's something. You got so much. You got football, basketball, baseball. I'm I'm gonna stick to boxing. <laughs> you get the yeah. football players and then the basketball and these other cats. But um, I'm, but at I'm, least I know who my boxing person is. Yeah, I'm that one. one it's, it's it's a few guys. There's few people out there. That quite a few. I'm quite sure. Okay, yeah, but well, I just bring appreciate them on. me. I appreciate being the first. <laughs> Thank you, and I will be getting into the YouTube thing too. So. Hopefully you won't shy away when I get onto YouTube and you know, so you can just always shut your camera off and still they can hear your voice or let let them see. No, no, no. I mean YouTube is for like great old fights. Yeah, no, no. I mean my uh, podcast. Uh, oh, oh yeah. I'm taking yeah, yeah, yeah. it to YouTube and I'm hopefully oh, okay. you'll okay. join me and people can see the face with the voice and you know, and hopefully you won't and that's why I say you can always turn your camera off if you you know, don't want to do it and show who you are, and or you can show all the expertise with the face. So, right, right. I got you. I got you. We'll have the how right. we got to do it. That's fine. All right, and thanks again, Ed, and thanks again to the listeners that tune in to Sugar Coated with Carla. And with that being said, everyone, we're out. And thanks again for listening. All right, thank you. Peace. Okay. <laughs>